Today is May 31st. The Yankees are playing baseball again after their really nice one day off. And we're going to talk all about it. Glaber's been good. Some new signings, some interesting news. Carpenter, let's deep dive into the world of New York Yankees baseball. Let's talk some Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, presented by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy, so next to me is Jake. We got BBD in the corner, and like I said, it is presented to you by SeatGeek. Jake and I, BBD, we're going to a game this week, I believe, God willing. And SeatGeek hooks us up. They hook you guys up, too. You get $20 off your first purchase with promo code YANKS. You click the link in the description, you download the app, you get there, and when you're on the app, you choose where you want to sit, they let you know, hey, good deal. Think about this one. Bad deal. Don't do it. So thanks to SeatGeek for sponsoring the show and for hooking you guys up. $20 off with code YANKS at SeatGeek. Jake, how are you doing today? James, Big Baby David, everyone live. In the chat and everyone else. I'm doing well. Excited to get some Yankees baseball tonight. Uh, you know, always funny coming to the office today. You see a couple jerseys, people heading to the game. Know, know that the Yanks are around. Uh, so, yeah, excited to get into it. Kind of a, a Memorial Day off for the Yanks, which is an interesting one. So, I, you know, some of the players saw Mike King hanging out with his family and every player that had a baby hanging out with their baby. And you're like, oh, that's kind of nice. Um, and now we're putting that in a rear view. It's time to go on and win some games after a weird Tampa series. Uh, and yeah, man, there's, we talked about it on the series recap, but you know, there's some new and old names around the team now that uh, is some funky midseason stuff. And yeah, just want to keep up our winning ways. So, uh, sharp stats doesn't come in a jar. We might even guess a lineup, Jim. How are you doing? We may guess a lineup. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'm doing good, man. I saw, you know, talking Yanks, good Twitter account. I tweeted 23 games ago. Like, wow, 23 games in 22 days. Right. This is a really rough stretch. stretch. And then updated everybody. They went 15 and 8 during that stretch. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, it feels like because they just tied the the Blue Jays or the Rays, you know, and and split, and and you want to keep your foot on the pedal. It feels like you know with the injuries and it might have slowed down of late, and then when like when we do baseball, they're talking baseball, and I look at the standings and I'm like, oh my god, they still have a six eighty eight winning percentage. Yep, like they're. They got quite the lead built for themselves. I'd like to I'd like to further that and keep sure. going. But it's pretty nice. Pretty good place to be. So. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, two more wins than any other team in the American League. Um, less than three losses than any team in the American League. I, I mean, they are, they are straight rolling. They are tied with... Uh, the Dodgers for the best record in baseball. Who the Dodgers? I mean, their team is a wagon in a factory. So yeah, times are good. We're just we're in a raise malaise. Our first trip to the trop. Uh, so that'll catch up with you. And then, uh, yeah, there was also funny stuff. You know, part of our lineup's been missing. Uh, some of the things that we thought could be problems coming into the season uh, have been. Uh, some of the outfield stuff. Uh, some of the shortstop numbers are starting to get a little noivous, but all things considered, things are incredible. Keep up our winning ways. Let's go Yanks. Jeets is on Twitter. Derek Jeter uh, is on Twitter. Hot takes only. A.K.A. 
someone from ESPN? Is that where the doc's coming? Is it an ESPN doc or is it an HBO doc? I think it's Espen. Yeah, I think it's been branded as Last Dance style. So I think it's ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. yeah. It was on Twitter for, for Jeter, which is good because I was trying to figure out why is he, why is, what is he, what sure. is he doing? He's bored now. To do this. No. No more GM. I was wondering that as I was wondering well. that too. Because that's not a real answer. It's Jeter. So, but the doc makes a lot of sense. So ESPN is like, hey, let's make a Twitter to promote this doc. Um, good for them. I wish it was him, although I don't. I don't know. He didn't like the video? No. I love Jeter. I mean, it's on Subway commercials. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Yeah, I guess you don't. You like the purity of Jeter. I, I don't know. I like him getting back in the game. He, he kind of did his GM thing, and he was doing the closed-off Jeets. You know, I started my family GMing. Now Subway commercials. Now he's on the Twitter. I think he's going to do the, the, you know, it's obviously I think the last dance Jeter is part of it, but I think he'll do the famous person thing, getting in Twitter. They end up finding out what it, they, they get into it for a little bit. Find out they hate it, and then he'll be. You think it's him? Like you think he has a Twitter on his phone? No, but I think Jeter's calculated, and he's if he's Derek Jeter, if he's going on Twitter, he's like, I don't want to actually half-ass it and be a jerk about it. So I think he's going to try to tweet for a little bit, mixed in with obviously his PR team and everything. He's Derek fucking Jeter. I would I would bet this was part of the contract with ESPN. Like we'll pay you X amount to do this documentary on you and leading up we're going to create social profiles and we'll run them don't worry I don't know I don't know if I've have we seen that before yeah we had to do it for AMP well we had our own profiles yeah but I mean we had like it's part of contracts to do right. it right so I don't know I mean it's cheater notoriously hates media and talking it's back in the game baby back in the game Subway talking Yanks soon Get him in the warehouse. He'd have a good blitz ball swing. Not against me. We got sharp stats, and then there's a bunch of like housekeeping news that we didn't really dive into on the... There's a four-game recap. That's fun to talk about. And then, yeah, we'll guess the lineup a little bit. That's probably going to be daunting to talk about. So, against, against uh, Syndergaard, too. Ooh, yeah, fun three games. Fun series coming up. Fun series coming up. L.A. and then Detroit, both at home. Anything else to touch on before we get into... I think it's go time. Sharp stats? All right. Let's do it. Sharp stats, queen of stats. Let's hear what we're talking about today. Says it's playing and that the volume's on. Put into perspective just how much he has improved. Hey guys, it's the Queen of Stats, and I'm back. And you know who else is back? Glaber Torres is back. So let's talk about him and put into perspective just how much he has improved from last year. And we all know it's really it's all about the power, right? So obviously we know that his he's hit nine home runs uh, when I'm recording this on on Monday afternoon, and that matches his last year's total. He's also increased his slugging percentage by 101 points which is the eighth biggest increase among qualified players uh, from last year to this year. He's increased his hard hit percentage by 13 percentage points, which is the second biggest increase among qualified players. And he's increased his average exit velocity by 5.6 miles per hour, which is the biggest increase among qualified players from last year to this year. And it's, yes, we know he was at a really, really bad place last year, but he's in a really good place this year. So all of those, his hard hit average, I mean, excuse me, his hard hit percentage, his average exit velocity, and his expected slugging are now in the 90th percentile or better in all the major leagues this year. So basically a top 10%, top 10 uh, percentage of players. Um, and the cool thing is that he's done all of this while decreasing his strikeout rate by a couple points. Usually you got to sacrifice the power. Uh, he comes with more strikeouts. But he's done all of this by decreasing his strikeout rate. And there are two key things that I think have been uh, really important to this uh, the improvement. One is that he's really he's taking an all-fields approach. So if you look at his spray chart on StatCast, on, on Baseball Savant, um, it's a thing of beauty. He's got four homers to right field five homers to left field. He's got two doubles, 
two to left field, and three doubles to right field. He's got five singles to right field, ten straight away, and seven pulled to left field. Um, so that that is just it looks beautiful. It's all it's completely uh, even there. And then another thing, another big change has been for him is being been just much more aggressive swinging at pitches. He's increased his swing percentage by 6.7 percentage points, which is the seventh biggest increase among those qualified players from last year to this year. And it's been especially especially uh, um, more aggressive on the first pitch. So he has the second biggest increase in first pitch swing percentage. And good things are happening when he swings at the first pitch. So in 73 plate appearances when he swings at the first pitch, he has a 286 batting average, a 614 slugging, and a 906 OPS with seven homers. So Glaber is back, and he's back in a big, powerful way. Damn. All right, Glaber. I was uh, – I'm glad I'm glad Katie gave us the uh, against the league percentages because all the increase stuff is great. Second biggest hard hit rate increase uh, among qualified players. The biggest increase in exit velo. But like she said, his – Really, really bad at that stuff last year. So he he could have increased those and still landed like right. 60th percentile. But to hear that he's 90th percentile or better in those is more important for me. 95th percentile in average exit velocity, 89th percentile in hard hit percentage. Uh, yeah, it's kind of surprising. It's, you know, I, I always end up laughing at the old Glaber Torres scouting report where before we saw him, he was a top five prospect and the only... The only thing we got on him was he's just he's just good. And it's, come on, he got pop, he got speed. I think what we've ended up finding, and now that we're seeing him play second base every day, uh, especially from the second base position, his defense can be really good. Uh, we've seen him making some nicer, tough plays, getting there, being able to make the throw uh, with the timing better at second base. And I think what's surprising, and I was really impressed by his 438-foot home run the other day, because when you think about some of the guys on the Yankees, I, I talk about us being spoiled when we, we watch Judge and Stanton, these guys that are exit velocity monsters that are rarely seen around the league. Glaber Torres, the fact that, you know, he's listed 6'1", 205, the fact that some of his metrics are where they are, and seeing that pop again, we didn't know. We didn't know if we were going to see that again. We were kind of, we were hoping that the contact tool is going to be back because that is what he felt he was special at. And we saw him bust that out in the Tampa series when they were down in that final game. Glaber Torres, they shifted on him. He just slapped one through the right side. Yankees needed a base runner. He's so, done that three times now. And that's all in the pot, man. That's what makes him a really good baseball player. Yeah, that, that single to the right because they've done – Three teams now, and if you, I, I, the first time they did it, I was, I was gonna tweet something like shifting on blah blah blah, like labor beat your shift, and then I looked at his ground balls percentages, and he only had one to second base, but now I think he has three shift beaters that way, so maybe he's they start playing him a little more honest. I don't know; it's still overwhelmingly that way, but yes, the more reactionary swing is good, and then. It's kind of like going back to that has led to more power. And, and by going back to that, we mean not hunting power. Well, the other on this, this timeline of Glaber Torres, reminder, he's 25 years old, by the way. I think that was like right around the age Judge got called up. Um, that Yeah, remember when he went through that whole phase where his first swing was a massive swing and we, we kind of hated it? It just felt like it never worked. Seems like Katie Sharp is saying here that he's, he's attacking first pitches better, so I'm super interested in that. I'm also super interested to see if there's a counter uh, to that because, you know, we talk to a lot of guys in the walls of baseball and baseball players, they have some super cool lingo that they bust out and you're like, damn, I wish I knew that. Mm -hmm. um, but they talk about first pitch hitters and guys that like – truly hunt that out like that's in the scouting report that there's guys that in that fir first or second pitch they want the action they don't want to get to a two strike count because that's where they're vulnerable um so i wonder if the league starts reacting to glaber being more aggressive on first pitches and seeing if that comes up in, in the season 
And uh, the only thing of note, Glaber's been beautiful lately. Um, we You mentioned the contact, the 438, even the defense. The one thing that's missing, and as of right now, it's not a problem because he's hitting, the walks are gone. Um, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's just because he's being more aggressive earlier in the count. Uh, he's a guy with a 333 career on base percentage. This year, he's still sitting at 282. Um, and, and the walk percentage is down. So uh, if that's how he has to play to be more successful, maybe that's the sacrifice and it's fine with it. If pitchers start making an adjustment and they're not giving him early pitches in the count, is Glaber going to allow himself to get to 2-0 hitters counts or 3-0 or whatever it may be? Uh, that seems to be the next step. But more importantly, Jim, which, you know, this gets lost, he looks like he's having fun. He looks like a 25-year-old playing baseball for the Yankees. I think a lot of that is the position change. Yeah. Because he can make the diving plays now and still come up and throw it. He can Confidence. It, dive and just flip it to second. Uh, I'm interested on the walks. I have his plate discipline numbers here. He's swinging at pitches in the zone a lot more. That doesn't <clears throat> factor into the walks, but 75% zone swing percentage. Um his average is 72. The last two years, it was 70 and 67. He just wasn't swinging, which was across the board for the Yankees. They just weren't swinging at pitches in the zone the last two years. And that is the new hitting coaches that, the, that right. they bumped up. Philosophy. It's like, no, attack. It doesn't matter if it's a curveball. It doesn't matter if it's a slider. If it's in the zone, attack it. Hit it. That's his philosophy. Zone contact is down, actually, from his um, percentage. His chase rate's way up. But... Interesting enough, his chase rate is the same as it was in 2019. Mm -hmm. So he's just swinging more this year, but he wasn't he wasn't swinging at all the last two years. Yeah, no, it it, it <clears> is <throat> it is funny to look at those numbers and you talk about the changes at hitting coach. Uh, this seems to be a clear shift um, that Glaber Torres. I, I think when he was young and the like the power hitting numbers were there and everything, I, I think they. They tried to start teaching him a philosophy of taking more and seeing more pitches. Uh, to the point in 2020, I know it's a short season, uh, but yeah, he was he was a 86 percentile walk percentage. The chase rate was 85th percent, so he was seeing a lot more pitches. But clearly, the results weren't there because uh, he wasn't hitting as many balls. So yeah, I guess if if you're telling me I can trade a a few walks for uh, Glaber Torres being a constant threat at the plate. I'll sign that deal. His, what's this last number that's bumped up? Chase contact. And mm. I think that's because the different swing is higher than ever. Whereas if he's pitch chasing a pitch, out of the zone. he pitches out of the zone, he's at least fouling it off or putting it in play, which sometimes can be bad because then you're right. It leads to bad hits. The weak contact. Um, but overall, I mean, the, the stats on, on his season are still not good. And even if you slice out, like we tried to do on the episode, like slice out the last month, it still isn't, um, like, it's not like a heater. It no, just feels better. He, it feels better. He had an atrocious start to the season. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's kind of, he had an awful, no good, very bad first two weeks of the season. Since then, and that's where it's funny, you know, Katie Sharp with her sharp stats and me with my butter knife stats, the last 34 games, so if you literally cut out 11 games the first two weeks of the season, uh, he's been an 8, 828 OPS guy, which this year across baseball is a really good season. Like, that's, that's all-star level uh, this year with, with the hitting numbers still down early in the season. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's not as pretty as one of those, like, a Stanton hot streak where you're like, oh, Stanton over the last 11 games, he's got nine homers. It's not that, but it's it's been really good for over a month now. Is there a part of us that, like, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I, I like that more. It's just been pretty good this whole way, like, since the, since that cutoff point. Since there, it's just it's just the walks thing, which, again, if you're... If all of this other devil. stuff is there, don't really care. Yeah. Should come up a little. A little. Should come up a little. But from where he was. They're going to start throwing less first pitch strikes and Glaber will adjust. Okay. Easy sport. 
Well, I don't know. No, it's tough, man. It's a tough sport. It's really tough. I was... Uh, who do you think has the most two-strike extra base hits on the Yankees? Most two-strike extra base hits on the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd probably guess like Judge. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. 12. I've got a more important stat. Glaber's third. Glaber Torres has been driven in by himself nine times. Hmm. Yeah. Nine home runs. Nine home runs, yeah. Glaber Torres has only been driven in by one teammate more than once. There's only one of his teammates has two Glaber RBIs. The rest are all at one. Yeah, I mean, that's a product of the bottom of our order being shoddy. Sure. Shoddy. I think Glaber probably who, does who is a lot it? of moving around. You don't want to guess? Kiner? DJ LeMahieu has two. Trevino, Judge, and Falefa all have one. Hmm. How many RBIs does Falefa have? Connor Falefa, don't look at his stats. Is that also... 12 RBI. Is that also Glaber not being fast? No, it's just one of those numbers that kind of surprises you. If you look yeah. at a lot of guys' sheets, you're like, oh, crap. Like, okay. There's a lot of... like Sometimes it's like, because the lineup's the same, he... like Teixeira drove in Johnny Damon the most. Mm. By a lot. And it's like, oh, because he's always at the top. And Glaber might be kind of the opposite. I think he's a guy that sort of shuffles where he's at the most. Don't know if the numbers would back that up, but theory in my brain. No, he he's moved around on the lineup a lot. Um Man, there was a stat. This is changing the subjects. Okay. I don't know if you want you got anything else on Glaber. No. Kinda kinda neat. We need it to not, like, he actually needs to take off even more now. Like, this segment is, is, is true. The numbers that we're saying are real. But also his numbers on the year are still not good, where if he has a bad two weeks, right. we all the numbers the skew spot. back to, like, oh, no. I think he needs a walk series. Okay. Like, he needs, he needs, like, a three-walk game. And then the next game, he gets, like, an intentional walk just in, like, a weird situation in the game. And then we're almost home. Okay. Like, then then that on-base percentage gets above three and everything looks a little better. But, yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's the only tightrope we're walking right now is a bad stretch could could reset us. But he's... If you do his last 18 games, the, the slash line's 288 batting average and then an 874 OPS. So, that's good. That's good. It's good. That's good. What were you changing the topic to? On the Yankees subreddit, there was a stat about Hicks that was almost incredible. Did you see this at all, BBD? I don't think so. Um, I wonder if I can find it. Sub Off day, so the subreddit's been pretty hot. Um, there are currently 314 MLB players with at least 71 plate appearances this season. All of them have more extra base hits than Aaron Hicks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hicks, over a month now, he had that good start. There's a little bit of excitement. And then basically as bad of a month of May as you could put together. The injury's real. And we knew it was real. And that's where the Hicks conversation gets super tricky because you owe him a lot of money. So, like, on one side, I've seen people say this. I've seen people say, hey, the Mets cut Cano. Now it's right. $40 million, but he wasn't helping the team. And they just got rid of him because they're in win mode. Like, why don't the Yankees do that? The difference is Hicks is recovering from an injury and might upvalue when his wrist gets strengthened, he might improve or his value to like a trade or get rid of him might improve. So you might want to write him out. The problem is there's no 
way to do that without him getting major league at bats playing time and playing time. And that, and, and that's the tricky thing. And he used to bring so much more to the table and now it, it's defense, uh, arm. He's not even walking right now. Why would you? On the season, he's walked a lot, but yeah, lately I don't think yeah. I think teams realized, oh, he's looking for that. We can pound the zone. The conversation is going to turn into, especially if it continues like this, um, which, you know, there's currently no side out of the woods. Hey, baseball's a crazy smart, smart. Maybe it's just the worst month of May ever, and he he has a little June on him. Go get it, kid. Um, otherwise, the push is coming to shove where it's... You either do a phantom IL, and you're going to spend some time in AAA and figure it out, kid, or see if you can figure it out or get healthier, get your arm back, your defense. Like, you know, there's a lot of touch points right now for Hicksie, uh that are pretty tough. Or... If that doesn't happen uh, on either side, there's a reason that Hicks's contract was built like this. Remember when it came out and we were all shocked by the years? It was to spread the money out. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about Cano, that was what, two $22 million years of cap hit? Yep. There's kind of a reason they spread out the money on Hicks's contract. They didn't think it was going to be like this. You can't predict everything. They knew at the end there might be a decline, and they would rather spread that money out over years for their salary cap than to give Hicks big money in a tight time frame. Here's where we're at. So, yeah, I uh, again, with how baseball works, I think Aaron Hicks technically has one good month and one bad month. I think they're going to give a little more run, and then those are kind of your two lanes, and it's who's going to press the button first. Batman social experiment. Yeah, it is interesting that his April, which is 15 starts, 17 games, is good. It was great. We were excited. I mean, it didn't feel as good as the numbers look because it was all singles and and walks. And it's still like the clutch moments, and, the, and then it was all nothing with the runs right. in scoring position. But like, yeah, the the but, slash lines there from the first fifteen games. There was Hicks leadoff combos. Yeah, I was never. We were never in on those, but they were they existed. So I, I don't see know why people thought it, but ultimately. At a four twenty six on base in April. Mm-hmm. Sure, in April. Yeah, yeah. It was most of the, it was the runner's scoring position, which has been there all yeah. year. Um, seemingly because he hasn't adjusted to the deader balls. Like you know, we've talked a lot on talking baseball and with, big with Glaber, like changing the swing and and going more to just putting it in play. And I mean, we saw it. You know, he just hasn't really done that. He's still taking big old long swings. Yeah, and we hey, he he had a couple better swings. Um he's trying to be active on the base paths, it backfired. Um Yeah, I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know cuz I mean at this point it just feels like best case scenario cuz even if the hitting does come back and he becomes a, you know, what Aaron Hicks can be like a a 240 hitter with a 350 on base. What he's doing defensively in the outfield, I, I don't know if there's a spot for him either way. So that's where it feels like a push will come to shove at a certain point anyways, depending how it goes down. I mean, I don't, does he have a, a fly ball for a hit? And he's got the home run. I'm trying to see, like, one homer, one double. Yeah. The double, the double wasn't a fly ball. Based on the spray chart, looks like it was a line or down the line. Yeah, which good yeah, hit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I think and the the homer was... Porch. Porch, um, which they played the stadium. But it was like a line drive porch, like, floater. Um, yeah, man. So, like, he's got one hit on a ball in the air all year. Look at this. 
This was the Homer. So this is the one we have. 2-0. And right over the... the Righty Hicks opposite field. Yeah. That's interesting. I knew he had a... I mean, obviously, if you don't have extra base hits, you're not having that many balls in the air go for hits, but the double was uh, down the line. So he's put the ball in the air and it be a hit once. One barrel in play. That's insane. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Uh, that was not supposed to be the next topic, but that stat was Stuff wild. happens. Yeah, and I was ready to talk about it. And I'm also Roman ready to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. Mm. And Roman is bringing you our next conversation about Matt Carpenter's mustache. There'll be a follow-up once we do the hot wood. Oh. The Roman. Want to do hot wood now? Roman hot wood. Roman hot wood award? It's testosterone is important in a man's body. I Mm. thought of testosterone. I thought of Matt Carpenter's mustache. So that's what happened there. Uh, It's an important part of a man's body and health, so it's important to start supporting it early. Dietary supplements are a way to aid your body's natural functions if you feel like diet and exercise are not enough. Roman tea support is Mm. meant to help men maintain their body's natural testosterone production, and Roman tea is a pre-prop proprietary supplement formulated by Roman's in-house doctors. You can't find this blend anywhere else. Ashwagandha, magnesium, vitamin D, zinc. This sounds like something you need. Go to getroman.com slash yanks today. If you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of Roman tea support. That's getroman.com slash yanks. Getroman.com slash yanks. They are bringing you the hot wood Award for the month of May. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. And, dude, I, I mean, it's got to be Judge. You think so? I sent you guys a uh, fan graphs stat page. And Emailed it? Uh, Slack. And uh, Judge Man. would get my vote. Yeah, I'm looking at, like, the results, and it's... It's judging a landslide, but I'll look yeah. at the fan graphs. And no, see the, t- the top three are fun. Um, you know, drop them some plate appearance qualifiers. There's a couple names. Crazy how quickly! What a whirlwind month for Josh Donaldson. Um, he kind of fully put it together. Two seventy nine, three seventy one, uh, a one fifty WRC plus. Um, it ends with the Tim Anderson stuff, and then COVID and suspension and il uh so yeah i mean that he put together a really good month and it's it almost feels forgotten over the past six days mm. i think second place Giancarlo stan he had himself a pretty nice month for a lot of teams he would have the hot wood <laughs> on a lot of other baseball teams yeah 301 batting average 388 on base 616 one dot ops he had seven home runs. It's good. There's an issue, though. But I think... Rob Brantley won for three with a double. Whoops, super fan. It's Judge. I mean, Judge would probably get the hotwood for the league, maybe? Yeah, like that's in discussion. He's currently MVP candidate, a 212 W. RC plus uh, 12 homers, two stolen bases, Jim. And more importantly, I think he wants to segue you into the Matt Carpenter talk because he had 24 runs and 24 RBI. 24 runs and 24 RBI. Is Matt Carpenter wearing number 24? Mm-hmm. He is? Yeah. Sorry, Gary. Sorry, Tino. I don't like that. Sorry, Robbie Cano. People forget. People do forget about him a lot. Uh, you know, you know who'd be rivaling him. The, he do, judge does have some rivals in across the league for the month of May in the Hotwood. Mookie so, Betts and Goldschmidt as well, both up there. Not current Yankees. Goldschmidt probably gets a cup of coffee with the Yanks in a few years. Yeah, kind of Matt Carpenter style. Yeah, eventually. Uh, judge not a lot of doubles. That's interesting. Hitting them too far. Yeah, but Mookie and uh, Goldie 
double-digit homers in May, also double-digit doubles. Double the doubles. Not I mean, a strong. Goldie can't be as fast. Like he's not like Mookie's the speed thing. He can turn a, a hit in, into a, a double. Lot of singles into doubles. Judge could. He just goes slower earlier on in the year, and we all kind of know and accept that at this point. He was very open with it last year. Yeah, Goldie Savant twenty eighth percentile sprint speed. So yeah, not a not a burner. Man, when you pull up the Hot Wood Award, mm. like the league leaders. It's funny how familiar names are there. And then you got new names. Taylor Ward, Manny Margot actually had a... And that's not enough games for me. Never mind. I think he... I know he had a little absence. But otherwise, you got Harper, you got Trout, you got Altuve, you got Alonso, you got Stanton. You got like the names. Like, oh, the good guys are good. To be Over good, you gotta month. be good. To be good, you gotta be good. Judge Hotwood Award. Can't wait to tell him. Did we ever find out if him and Ward went to college at the same time? Uh, I think we looked. I think it was like a like a year off. Same coach? Because that coach right now is probably like, ho, 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 ho. Probably using them as a recruiting tool right hey, now. Hey, you see these guys? Uh, you want to come to Fresno State? Looks like they were both on the 2013 team. Wow. Okay. With Jordan Luplo. And Austin wins, guys with MLB time. Don't see any pitchers. Dude, how about that? Pretty good. 2013 Fresno State roster? Damn. Good squad. Okay. All right. So we're pivoted to Matt Carpenter. Mm. Um, Also on that team, Trent Wood. Word. Catcher full of wood. Not wood. Um. And showed a run. <laughs> Look at this name. Five Runji. Se- I used to work with a Runji. Showed a Runji. Yeah. It's a good name. Okay. Um man, I yeah. gotta tell you something. Say it, baby. Taylor Ward listed as catcher that year. Yeah. He caught in the bigs. It was early on. Yeah, like emergency. Oh. Matt Carpenter, that was a surprise trade. We talked about that a good amount. There was a lot of moves that day that signing. were... What's that? Signing, not trade. Signing, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of moves that day that were of interest because of nostalgia reasons or just kind of perks your ears up. Uh, one was Shane Green, yeah. quietly signs to a minor league deal. That's a... Uh, remember a couple years ago I was saying uh, go. there was a lot of uh, Yankee relievers in free agency and we were like, go get them all. It's like Shane Green, D-Rob, Holder, uh, Clippard. He was part of the joke. I remember there's a tweet about that. There was like a ton. Um, Shane Green was a premier closer. Like he was a guy getting traded for to playoff teams to close games. And then I guess the peripherals were bad. The baseball savant's not pretty. Um, you know, not, not sure what to do with that. I will say this. Uh Shane Green's had a nice major league career. And the other thing that if you're doing a little baseball sniff test, the Dodgers gave Shane Green a chance. Um, And the Dodgers don't just, they aren't a throw stuff at the wall organization. They are as analytically driven as any other team and they are a pitching factory. Uh, They're currently dominating pitching. So the fact that they thought Shane Green could be a part of their team in uh, any ways, it, it became a roster crunch thing. Uh, it looked like it came down to him and David Price, your former Cy Young winner. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't know. He, he's a guy, if we see him in pinstripes, as always, we root for guys in pinstripes. Um, I don't know. My Our guy, Joe's McFly, was drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. He was giving me a whole, like, you, you're telling me you can't see Shane Green getting hot? I didn't say I don't see Shane Green getting hot. But I'm just going to need to see it before I see it, you know? Yeah, I think it's if another reliever goes down, you have an MLB arm. You're not going to get um, the Marinaccio, Brooks Krisky, afraid to throw strikes vibe. You hope, you hope you, you get hope. a veteran guy who's like at least understands the moment and, and will attack it uh, with good stuff or bad stuff. But yeah, it's just a familiar name. Uh, they traded him for Didi, if you don't, if you, uh, don't yeah. recall. He actually made his debut that year uh, with the Yankees. 
and started a handful of games. Uh, started ten or ten 14 or starts. It looks like how many? Fourteen. Yeah, and was good. I remember had a, like a uh, like a handful of like good starts, and you're like, damn, who's this guy? Uh, eight innings pitch, zero and runs, one start. Seven innings pitch, two. So then they they moved on. They moved him for Didi in that three way trade. Also, Robbie Ray involved in that trade. Robbie Ray and Domingo Leba. Domingo uh, Leba. To the D-backs. D-backs and Didi Gregorius to the Yankees. So, yeah, and it's always... Uh, if if you see a young starting pitcher who just had a good season traded, do a little sniff test. Because, uh, yeah, his next, his next two years in Detroit uh, were not pretty. And then he started to figure it out. Um... And yeah, man, he had he had some years there as a a high leverage reliever from 2017 to 2020, uh, 3.25 ERA, 64 saves. So, hmm. you know, sometimes as Yankee fans, we we talk about not pitching in New York, or you know that ain't, that eighth inning ain't the same over in Blank Town. Oh my God, dude, Blank Town, bad place. He was getting saves. Uh, for Detroit and Atlanta. It's been a couple years removed. Um, interested to see if Shane Green gets a call, see what he's got in the tank. Guy, see what he's got AAA first. Parts of nine seasons in the show. MLB high leverage experience. I don't, I don't see how it's a bad minor league deal. Pretty low risk. Yeah. The other one is that Benuelos got called up. Uh, and wearing Batansis's number, who was part of the Killer Bees. Man, I, I hope, you know, I don't know how long he is for the rotation. I, obviously, you want everyone to pitch well enough to stick around and be really good. But I hope they use him soon. They didn't use him in the race series. Starting pitchers were pretty damn good, and I think he's a, uh, is he stretched out? I assume he's been starting. He had five. Now. He had five starts in seven appearances at AAA uh, for Scranton Wilkes-Barre. So, I mean, let's be honest. They're, they're probably looking to burn some bullets at some point. couple things. Circling back on Shane Green. Love the fact that he's still fighting the good fight, trying to get some MLB innings. I love it. Man, Walos. Man, he's only had... He's been a part of two MLB seasons, 2015 and then 2019. In between, uh, he's been twirling it wherever they'll let him. We, we've got some Mexican League. We've got some CPBL. Um, and then he's back in AAA with the Yankees. And again, like, I, I guess how I started with Shane Green. I don't think Banuelos was just in the farm system to eat innings. I mean, maybe there's a little Brian Cashman trying to scratch that old itch. Yeah. But 30 innings, a 2-3-5 ERA. Again, like you said, I don't know how long he is for this Yankees season, but if he comes out, I hope he absolutely shoves. And if he can survive for a little while, that'd be a really fun story. Or if he does well and ends up somewhere else, it's a guy you kind of got to root for. He had a good spring with the Yankees. Uh, we thought he might make that roster as like an expendable guy when they had to use a lot of arms to start the season. But he's down in AAA. He's built up to 80 pitches. So, yeah, he's if, if one of these pitchers gets got early and you need a long-haul guy, I think that's where Benuelos is going to pitch. Extra inning game. I don't know. Um, I'm excited to see him make his debut because he was a top prospect in the system and he probably had dreams of wearing pinstripes and running out onto the field and getting that moment and he never had it. Yeah. And now he's going to get it. You know, I even think about Justice Sheffield who had that moment. We saw the cool video and before he got traded. And it's just, it's probably something they visualize uh, the whole time in the minors and maybe he doesn't care and maybe I'm romanticizing it for my own point, but I think it's, it's going to be a cool little scene. I think he, he had doesn't. like quotes when he got to the locker room, whatever day, and, and it was like, "No, like uh, my dream was to pitch a game for the Yankees, and I'm, yeah. I'm happy to finally be on the big league roster here." And he, uh, man, I mean, yeah, it's a roller coaster looking back. Twenty two thousand and eight, seventeen year old Manny Banuelos was pitching rookie ball uh, for the Yankees. 
He got up to uh, the highest ranked he was ever as a prospect was 13. Was so one for the Yankees, I believe, too. Right. Uh, but 13, 13 across yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, you know, think think about if you're if you're one of the youths that listens to us or if you're a prospect person, you know, go go look at some of those prospect charts like Jason Dominguez never got that high yet. And think about some of your tweets you fired off about him. Like uh, it was a whole thing uh, in the words of Creed Bratton. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's went, that's before I've, I'd. Before before Twitter, really, and before, like, prospects became what it was. So if you're younger and don't... If I knew about a prospect, that means it was talked about on WFAN or Yes Network Games and Benuelos, Batansis, and it was Brackman, but I think they just wanted a list of third B. They just needed a B. They just needed a third B. We saw Batansis start. Made it to the show, which... Yeah, yeah, we saw Batansis start in New Britain, which was, like, I remember, like, knowing that. It was uh, Melky, Cano... Gary Sanchez, Jesus Montero, and then the Killer Bees. Those are the only, before the Ref Snyder crop, and that's when you kind of knew too many. Like, we've known too many names now, and people put stock in. Those are the only prospects I remember, like, knowing. Yeah, I think I remember, like, maybe Romine got a little love, like, when he was a younger prospect, but... but He was supposed to be the backup, um, but Cervelli beat him out with a good spring. And I just, there's a, a friend, Mike Frances on the fan, Stuck with me for some reason. Just a random thing. He's like, some people hit better in the show. This kid never hit in AAA, but he could come up to the big league. Some people hit better in the show. I was like, okay. Yeah. Analysis. But yeah, it kind of was that. Like all 10 of Sorelli's first hits were just ground balls like through the pitcher's legs. Like just up the middle. Just right back where it came from. Some people are scared of the ball. None of them. Well, they probably weren't shifting for him at the first. But uh, those show pitchers throw it over the plate. Yeah. But yeah, I... Those are the only prospects I remember hearing about. And Melky only because they called him up and did poorly and went back down. Isn't that the Pete Rose quote, too? Yeah, Pete Rose says that. It's easier to hit. Easiest, easiest place league to hit is the big leagues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lighting. If, and guys throw it over the bit. If you, if you can hit. Uh, Good lumens from the lights. Plumes of smoke. So that's the Banuelo stuff. Uh, Britain was the other... Um, was the other kind of, ooh, what? Uh, he was throwing, he's starting to throw, which puts him on track. Now, I'm very skeptical, and I don't want to rush things here with Tommy John. Is a reliever, so it's different, but this is a really quick turnaround if he's able to pitch. He got surgery in September, right? September, September 8th, 2021. So for starting pitchers, it's usually like 12 months you start. Going, and 14 months you can like get into a rehab game, stuff like that, like, uh, but it's a reliever, so it's different, and it's a veteran guy. But yeah, I'd take this one pretty grain of salt. We we heard we heard Monty was throwing, you know, early, and then it was, and same with Sevy, and it's a long road back from Tommy John. But I was I was shocked to even have that be said. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of our original conversations about this were, you know, are they going to clear him for a forty man spot? But I mean, sixty day IL, you kind of do that anyways. Uh, or if there's anything they were going to do with the money, because we know Yankees always, they love a good insurance policy. So I I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what to do with this. If, if we start getting some real updates soon and he starts throwing, because then the conversation becomes, let's say Zach Britton, it comes back to the Yankees September 15th. Awesome, dude. Love some Zach Britton. Throw some sinkers, babe. Can he do enough in the final two weeks of September that I'm going to believe in him in a playoff game? I don't know. It would be awesome if he does. I mean, Sevy kind of did that in a way. Kind of. Um, I mean, obviously different different stories and different strokes there, but um, it feels like we're already on a very tight timeline. You know. If there's 10 boxes that need to go right, like nine and a half out of 10 have to go smoothly um, to to really matter. Very well might be just a, uh, Brenton wants to come back, get like into a game like Monty, 
that one year is like oh, going to an offseason normal. Maybe he's trying to do a motivational thing. Like he comes back last game of the year, throws one inning, says, this is my last season playing baseball. Win me a ring, boys. I think he has quotes. Manuelo says, supply. who's this guy? I've been here longer than you. When was Benuelo's first year in the... Are you still on that page? Rookie ball was 2008. And when was Higgy's first year with the Yankees? I think he was drafted in 08. You think we got a longest tenured Yankee battle going? Or did they ever... Were they ever a battery in, like, rookie ball in 2008 is what I was thinking. Because that's awesome. There's no way Higgy would remember. Kyle Higgy-Shioka. Stop. I think think Higgy's a... Well, I guess if he was the top prospect... 2008 Gulf Coast Yankees, Kyle Higashioka played 18 games. Wait, wait, you go to, I'll go to Benuelos, you go to Higgy. I think we just got it. Yes, it's just a matter of if Higgy was catching the days he was thrown. 2008 Gulf Coast? Gulf Coast. That's cool. I have Higgy catching or on the same team as Shane Green, 2010 Charleston River Dogs. Different guy we just mentioned, but that's awesome. 2008 rookie ball. How many names do you think? Zoilo Almonte. Love. Francisco Arcia. Francisco Cervelli. Shelly Duncan. Chad Gross. What a name. Hey. What's his name? I know. Corbin Joseph. He was a Yankee prospect. <laughs> Jimmy Paredes and Jose Perella. Chris Britton. Uh, not related to Zach Britton, but what a profile picture. My goodness. Good one. Holy smokes. Brian Bruni, Ian Kennedy. What team are you on? Uh, the 08 Gulf Coast League Yanks. Oh, you just went to the pitchers? Pitchers and hitters, yeah. I didn't scroll down the pitchers. I'm on the 2011 Tampa Yankees. Cervelli's there. Almont, both Almontes. David Adams, Slade Heathcott, Cervelli. Eric Chavez had a rehab there. Mm. Melky Mesa. A-Rod rehabbed there. J.R. Murphy. Quintana was on that team. No, I mean, it's it's a great call. I mean, definitely, we know how the Yes Network operates. Look for the 2008 clip of Higgy and Banuelos Should coming I text out. them? Yes. Should I text? Uh... Good news. Start with a frog pick. <laughs> well, I was going to include uh, both guys. What do you mean? There's one guy, he's like frog guy. Right. Uh, I'd lead frog. Okay. Establish the dominance with the frog. All right. All right. I'll text them all of our frogs. We'll. All right. So now you guys know that we'll get partial credit for this. We are now affecting your broadcast. We're producing the. We're producing yes. We're producers. I'm going to say if Higgy catches Banuelos, do you. Ben God, ah. What's going on over there? Just trying to autocorrect it. Do you guys have the 2008 Gulf Coast mm. <laughs> footage of them working together? Looks like Chase as Weems. teenagers. Chase Weems caught the most games for that team. They're both teenagers, right? Hey, you got to be fresh out of high school, and Ben Wales is... I think Higgy, baseball reference listed ages, Higgy 18, Banuelo 17. That's awesome. I hope they catch Higgs. each other and then and they do this. They probably did some funky stuff together. You think so? I did some funky stuff with some of my 18-year-old friends. <laughs> Jake. Midnight show in a super bad? Yep. You're always Did that. joking. Right around that age. I don't think they have, uh, like, game logs of the 2008 Gulf Coast Yankees. Someone does. Yeah, someone does, but I mean, I'm trying to find it. Not the interstate. They lost that year. Mm, they went 31-27, and 27, though. So that's good. Fighting. Yeah, fighting. Fighting a good fight. All right, um, moving on. You want to guess the lineup? 
Nick Turley was on that team. What about him? Got a couple. He had a 2020 in Pittsburgh. Otherwise, he's now uh, playing for Hiroshima. Lights out this year. Four innings, no earned runs. Hiroshima? What were you saying about guessing? I was saying that we're going to guess the lineup, and I bet you we don't get it right today. Ah. I would bet you on DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet just $5 and get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. That's promo code JOHNBOY. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Bet on any $5 on any MLB game. If they win or they lose, you get $150 in free bets. I think Judge will homer tonight. Um, oh. It's uh, Trout and Otani are coming to town. Um, his counting old, the off day, an off day, his old teammate, uh, Tyler Wade, Tyler Wade and Taylor Ward are coming to town oh, and, uh, it's Syndergaard kind of a crosstown rival premier pitcher. It, it's, it's that vibe that you get when judge feels like he has to step to, right. uh, which he usually homers in. So there you go. Opening up the home stand. I like it. He's a. He's a pretty safe bet for the homer. Uh, it, it is. He leads the whole leads MLB. The um, but if you had to give me three games he homers in, I would okay. I would choose this one okay. or the Otani one. Most people might choose the Reed Detmers one. You think so? Because he's the less than of the three, maybe. He's been pretty good. Anyway. Sure. I think, circling back a little, 2008 rookie ball team, Banuelos... Pitched on a game in a game July thirtieth that Higgy caught in. Where'd you find that? I'm on like Fangraphs game logs. I can't oh. see what like the lineup was. Oh, okay. Higgy might might have been like a late sub, so I don't know if they overlapped. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, that's cool though. And then there's another one in August. I saw. Oh, so August second. August second. They played similar. Together. All right. They respond if yes responds. I'll, t- I'll let them know. August eleventh as well. That one I think that he caught him. Higgy has three at bats. Should I message Higgy? We haven't had a good Jake Higgy combo in a while. August eleventh, two thousand eight, feels like my leader in the clubhouse for Higgy. I think started that game and Benuelos pitched in that game. Did you message him? I didn't message him. Message him. Say August eighth. I'll do it if you want. I'm not going to message him. All right. You guess the lineup. I'm going to message Higgy. Okay. August 8th. So where, do we think there's going to be any pre-game roster things between COVID or injuries? Nothing we'd know of, right? We don't have like a Tim Locastro update. I haven't heard anything. Stanton isn't eligible to come back yet. Donaldson isn't eligible to come back yet. So yeah, we're pretty even sure. If, even if he is... He, uh, I guess he's still in the appeal process. And then Rortvet, he got surgery, so he's he out. won't. He's out. You're so factoring him out of tonight's game? Yeah, he's not okay. available. So he was supposed to be 1A. Oh, yeah. Yep. Sure was. Biceps. I know, I know a guy named Walter Sherwood. Sherwood. My lineup tonight. We're when assuming message, DJ's fun. When you message Higgy, do you do it on Twitter or Instagram? Twitter. Twitter, right? Yeah. Okay, good. DJ leading off playing third base. I think you'll be with me on that one. Yeah. Let's go Aaron Judge hitting second. Playing center field. That's what I would think, yes. Um, I don't think that's like a lock. Cindergard on the mound. No, that gives them that gives them an excuse because there's a lefty tomorrow, so they'll start Hicks bench Gallo tomorrow. So I think I'm going Judge center field. I'm going Rizzo first base. Is Glaber cleaning up? Um. Yeah, I mean it's been Glaber or. I'll go... It's Glaber... Yeah, it's been Glaber or Andor, but the only time it was Andor is when Glaber hit third. I will go Glaber cleaning up. Andor five. I'll go Andor, Glaber at second, Andor in left, 
Matt Carpenter DHing. Mm. Righty on the bump. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, Matt right. Carpenter DHing. Uh, Kiner Falefa at short. Uh, Trevino Higgy's kind of a toss up, but Trevino and then Gallo, ninth and in right field. Gallo's first right field at the stadium. Yes, he is. For the Yankees. Um, he might have got one last oh. year. Like an like odd. a couple last year. Yeah, maybe. couple two tree last year. And okay, yeah, I mean that. Hey, that's it. Unless they they force Higgs in because they want to get him in because. He had, he had, you know, quote unquote, got robbed twice. Right. Um, and they want to build off that or something like that. That's what I do. Like you said, you have the lefty tomorrow, so you could play Hicks tomorrow and sit and sit Gallo. And then you go and then you get Judge off center field, you move him to the right, you put Hicks in center, Andor stays in left field. Who's the bench here? You got a catcher on the, the bench. bench with Catchers. that would be Higgy or Trevino, Marwin Gonzalez, and then tonight, with their current guess, it would be Hicks. Short bench. That's a bench, huh? That's a bench. Do we get Marwin in tonight for a little double rest coming off the long stretch? Doesn't seem insane. No, I don't think you get Marwin tonight, right? It would be an old school double rest coming off of the long stretch. I don't think so, but I'm. He'd also play not for against he'd it. play for DJ. I fucking love watching Marwin play defense. Yeah, yeah, bats are major league. So the only way that I, the only way if Marwin gets into this game, okay. it's Gallo. Okay, benched and Marwin and right, or. It's Carpenter benched, Andujar, DH, Marwin, and left. left. Let's see if Syndergaard's got uh, some splits this year. All right, let's see if Syndergaard's got some splits this year. we're talking about some switch hitters and stuff like that. Message the Higster said, you caught Benuelos when you were 18 and he was 17. That's a pretty full circle thing. Nice message. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> yeah. Haha, <laughs> didn't know that. Uh, lefty's hitting slightly... Have a slightly better OPS, but a lower batting average. So, uh, they're pretty similar enough that I don't think the Yankees would factor it in. Um, what pitches? I mean, I mean, fastball. Marwin. Give me some Marwin tonight. I want it. So, how would you do Marwin, then? Would you sit Carpenter and, and put and DH Andujar and put Marwin in left? Or would you sit Gallo? I mean, what a message if they sat Hicks and Gallo, but I don't think they'll do that. I don't think Marwin starts. If anything, it might be shortstop. Um, but otherwise, I don't see him starting. I agree. Uh, can I look at something real quick? Yes. I'm going to look at um, Noah Syndergaard, investor in John Boy Media. Yeesh. His pitch usage per game. Been throwing his change up a lot. Okay. Because sometimes Tommy John, it, 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 the pitches get eliminated or used more, or what, you get a different feel for things. Um, been using the change up as his number one pitch um, two out of his last three games, but the last game it dropped to his third pitch, and then you got the four seam fastball and the two seam fastball. And he bumped the slider up. So the slider usage has been going up and down a lot. And then I wanted to see, I wanted to see. In the season, his pitch mix versus lefties. So the changeup is mostly to lefties, and the four-seam fastball is mostly to lefties. Righties are going to see the two-seam fastball. Man, and that's kind of it. Wow. That's interesting. I guess then we also... Slider, two-seam, and slider, but it's not that crazy. Where lefties are going to see... A fastball changeup. It's normal, but that's pretty heavy there. You have other percentages, but Marwin plays thirty DH DJ. 
Yeah, give Car- Carpenter at the stadium. Porch me. Yeah, yeah, you got to give Carpenter at the stadium. Yeah. So he's DHing. He's playing. Okay. I mean, you could also play Carpenter in the field and, and, and your DHing um, DJ to give if he's still banged up. I thought about it. I think we have the most likely, but we'll see. Got it. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's the episode of Talking the Yanks today. We appreciate you all hanging out with us. We love you. Enjoy the game. Go the Yankees. Tell them, Grams. Grandma? Grandma? Hello? Go Yankees.